Thanks for joining us for the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. Hey, thanks for that introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. Jimmy, we got an incredible show right now. Jimmy, where are we? Where are we? I got to tell you, we are live from Vegas. Las Vegas, baby. CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. It was not easy getting here, though. Not easy getting here. I, I mean, I got to tell you, Jimmy, going from New York to Atlanta to Vegas didn't seem like the right way to get here. Not not the most efficient. It way. wasn't very efficient. Yeah, it cost us a few, a few hours, but we're here. We're here. And we're happy to be here. Listen, uh, we want to jump into uh, what's going on at the show. Um, it's been amazing so far. So, Shatsy, why don't you kick us off? I got to tell you, we're really excited. We are at the CES Food Tech Exhibit and I got to tell you, it's presented by our friends at The Spoon. And we are so fortunate. You know why, Jimmy? Because usually we got to run around putting together podcasts, finding places in the middle of nowhere to do them. We, we steal people's rooms. We go into places. We get kicked out. We have to rope in guests. This is the first time we actually have Michael Wolf, Mr. Michael Wolf, the CEO and founder and publisher of The Spoon. He's kind enough to actually give us a space to do our Very podcast. Very, Very organized. organized. We actually have a list of guests, Jimmy. I don't have to go out and try and find people. We have a list of guests. The Spoon has given us a booth to do a podcast, so this is very professional. We're really excited to be here. And and you know what? It's the first time food tech has been highlighted at CES, and we are fortunate enough, as I said, Michael Wolf is here, CEO and founder, publisher, editor, in chef at The Spoon, running the entire food tech pavilion or exhibit, if you will, and it's incredible. Chef? Editor and chef? Editor and chef? <laughs> I was thinking editor and chief. I like editor and chef. I like editor and chef because right. it's a spoon. You get it? A little tongue in cheek. All right. I like it. Nice. I like it. Let's I play. just changed his title. All right. I like it. Let's let Michael, let's let's kick it off. I want a nickname. You guys have nicknames. Your well, shots, you are the editor and chef, and I got to tell you. Are you Fritzy or Frishy? Uh, I'm, I'm not trying. I, I get Jimmy Frisch. I get the finance guy. I get Jimmy Frisch sometimes. But we'll, we'll, by, the, by the end of our little segment here, we'll have a nickname for you. All right. All right. So let's good. kick it off. How did, so Michael. You are the CEO, the founder, the publisher, an editor, and, and chef, chef, and chef at the Spoon, yeah. which I love. I read it religiously. How did it come about to finally have food tech featured at CES? I went to CES like in 2016. Said, guys, you need to have food tech, and they're like, meh. We'll call you. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then you know, it took a couple years, kept bugging them, and then in 2019, Impossible showed up. And no one at that point, by and large, no one had had that Impossible Burger. And I can't tell you, they kind of stole the show. Every journalist lined up, had their first plant-based burger, and you had publications like CNET or whatever saying, hey, this, the product of this show was the Impossible Burger, not the Samsung television, not, right. the, not the electric toilet, all the weird stuff you get to So I got to tell you, electric toilet would be something yeah, I'd be interested yeah, in. Yeah, that, that's next. That's the next show we're going to be doing. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, and then 2021, I started talking with them. They, they came back to me. They, they said, hey, we're interested. And so we curated this little thing called the Food Tech Pavilion. We're putting a half-day conference on uh, later this afternoon. You guys are coming? Yeah, no, Jimmy, you've got three panels. You guys are giving the keynote. Three, did, you know, did you know that? You're giving the keynote speech? Uh, Jimmy knows that. Okay. I know that now. Jimmy knows. Yeah, Jimmy prepared. knows. Oh, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy goes off the cup. The guy's got speeches yeah. in Excuse his me, pocket. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> so you got three panels, how food and cooking will change the future, the future of meat, which we talked a little yep, bit about, yep. 
and welcome to our food robot future. That's some really incredible. So talk to me. So how food and cooking will change the future? What's that about? You know, so when I put the Smart Kitchen Summit together in 2015, the, the kind of the working thesis was over the next decade, like the way we cook, how we do it, how we buy food, it would all change mm -hmm. due to digital technology, automation. And and that's, it's holding true. Things are changing. Yes. Consumers are stubborn though. We don't change, we don't change willingly, but we're starting to see digital, uh, we're using voice assistance, we're shopping online. Hey, I'm, br I'm bringing a bag when I go to the grocery store now. I'm bringing a bag now. I mean, you know, it took it, it took a few years for everybody, yeah. but you don't, you know, everyone shops You're with bags now. more thoughtful. Yeah, 100%. more thoughtful. Yeah. Chats, you've been carrying a Merce for a long time. I have now been carrying a Now you your shopping bag, you're carrying a big Merce. Yeah, is that, a, is that not a shopping bag? You're using it as one. Let's oh, it's a merch. I like it. Do you Look, wear I, fan, does he wear a fan pack too? Absolutely. Oh, fan, only, fan only, pack? only when I travel. Only when I travel. Uh, as Jess and I have been talking about it, Brandon, we think the pandemic has really changed nothing and accelerated everything. Yeah. So you, you were ahead of the curve on needing to bring food tech to this event. And I got to tell you, walking around today, the Venetian, it's, it's, you could see it. It's present. I think we're outnumbering the sports tech. A hundred percent. And we should. We Everyone should. eats. Everyone doesn't need sports. Some people more than others. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So you got how how food and cooking will change the future. Um, welcome to our food robot future. What, what's that about? So you guys have seen like robots show up in front of house, back of house. You've seen them like delivering with autonomy, delivering them on the sidewalk. Yep, sure. We've even seen crazy like two-armed robots called like Moly, like cooking in the consumer kitchen. And so, the flippy, the flippy, flipping burgers. Flippy, flipping burgers. So, you know, everywhere along the food value chain, robots are coming and invading. And so uh, we wanted to have guys like Clayton Wood from Picnic. We wanted to have guys uh, doing like the kind of these automated vending machines like Yokai come and tell us how they, they've been building this, right. where they are in, the, in kind of the, in their story, and just talk about how over time, the next 10 years, how automation and robotics will change food. It's, it's going to keep happening, especially as labor continues to be pressure. Uh, automation is going to help reduce a lot of costs and efficiencies. I love it. Listen, um, I think you've already teased it, but anything new at The Spoon that our listeners uh, should know about? And also, if there was one thing you want our listeners to kind of you know, take away from this discussion we're having, what might that be? I think there's lots of white space opportunity uh, with bringing innovation to food. Like, like this, we're in the first or second inning. And we agree. You guys are investing in a lot of the interesting companies like Minnow. Mm -hmm. Like we'll, ha we'll have Minnow. We'll have Steve Sperry on today. So yeah. Sperry, like, Told you we had an organized crew today. So Very for organized. the first time I saw the Minnow Pod working, like they have, a, have a production model here, and it's just really exciting. And we're just kind of like I said, we're still we're saying the stages. Bronze Age. You say first inning, we say Bronze Age. Yeah, I like I like White Space. space. Mm. I'm, I'm adopting the White Space. Are you gonna use that? Yeah, I like that. You have the footnote. the editor and chef. I'm using weird terms, but you guys are New York. You like like baseball. I think the inning analogy works. And I love it. We're kind Absolutely. of early on, and so I think innovators, restaurateurs are talking to software guys. Software guys are becoming, uh, you know, developing for food. It's an exciting time. Listen, we uh, on the podcast, we love doing uh, a crystal ball moment where we ask our guests, you know, where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. But being that we're here at CES, we want to know when we come back here two years from now, besides food tech being even bigger. Oh, presence, it's going to be a lot bigger. What do you think are going to be the hot topics? And what do you think may have changed or evolved in two years? So here's the thing. Food, I think, is becoming a platform. You know, in technology, we talk about platforms like, mm -hmm. you know, 
software as a service, et cetera. Um, there's, very, there's, there's a few companies thinking as food as a platform. I think that's going to be bigger and bigger over time. Uh, you'll see things like biotech and bioengineering become, computational engineering become bigger. Ag tech, then, right? Yeah, exactly. And then restaurant tech. Yep. I think we need to hit, see way more restaurant tech. Ghost kitchens. Food as um, a platform, Jimmy. Food, is, food a platform. is a platform. Can we steal that one too? With attribution. Oh, we have to give attribution? It's nice. It is nice. It's appreciated. Nice. All right, we'll, we'll give attribution. <laughs> So let's let's go right to the branded quick fire, Jimmy. Shatsy, I thought right. you had to have a whole drum roll set up. I thought you were gonna have. I thought you know, so too. This effects. is gonna be this is the branded quick fire Las Vegas edition. I am going to ask you five right. lightning round questions, yeah, Michael. Ready. Are you ready? Here we go. What's your favorite thing about Vegas? Food. Favorite casino game? Uh, blackjack. Which musician currently hosting residency in Las Vegas would you rather see? Adele or Santana? I'm gonna go off the cuff here. Did you know that this, it, that Dave Lee Ross final show as a musician is this week in Vegas? I checked, I checked ticket prices are like $5,000. Now, you're old enough to like Van Halen. Come yes. on, are you kidding me? Yeah, he's probably coming out in a wheelchair and a cane. No, uh, man, I, I saw a picture of him. The guy looks he's amazing. He's not jumping anymore. <laughs> but like, wouldn't you want to see Dave Lee Ross? Yes, David Lee Roth. So Adele or Santana or David Lee or Roth. David Roth David We're going yeah, David Lee Roth. Yeah, 100%. Favorite, favorite Vegas? Hotel. I like the Trop because I like old school Vegas, and that's like they did it. They freshened it up a little bit. Put a yeah, I think Sinatra it. is playing there this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Trop. If if you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a blackjack tournament, who would you have better odds of beating, me or Jimmy? Uh, absolutely you, uh, Shotzi. I gotta like, tell you, Jimmy, I improvised there. I went, I changed the finance, that. He's yeah. the finance guy. Well, he counts guards. By the way, too. Man, he went with conviction there, and I gotta tell you, it's the right answer. It is the right. <laughs> the it is the right answer. It's always the better cards. Come on. Well, there we go again, Jimmy. You've beat me again, as usual. This was this way. Hey, listen, Mike. I know you got a crazy day here. You got a crazy setup here. It's amazing. Uh, let me just say, what, what what's the most exciting thing going on here at the Spoon Tech event? Uh, I think uh, just uh, even though like. We're at a fraction of the normal size of CS because of Omicron. People are coming by and they're super excited to talk about future food. They're talking about fungi-based food. Right, right. Uh, Mushrooms. like ramen dispensing robots. Right. Uh, you can just tell that there's an excitement yeah. there. I mean, when I go look at old technologies, like, uh, let's talk about, like, uh, mobile phones, whatever, people are just tired. Yeah, you know. Let's talk about that. Ah, how big is little my screen it, it, is. The, the secret with food is everyone loves food. They like tasting food. It's the Everyone's secret. a foodie today, food you know. Food is a platform. So when we come back here next year... This is going to be about five times the size, huh? Five times the size. You guys are welcome back with Spoon Booth. Love it, I love it. I charge you a little money. A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> no, nothing First is free. First year's free. First year's free testing <laughs> things. Like, Michael, I know you got a lot. There's people calling you away already. You got a lot going on. Thanks so much, and hopefully we'll see you, we'll see you later. All right, Thank guys, you, Mike. It, Thanks a lot, man. Wait, appreciate listen, you, man. Thank great you. Great guest, huh? Great guest. I mean, the Spoon. Jimmy. Spoon. That hey, is, that baby's is. all grown up. We're seriously, that's up. big stuff. Jack, that was awesome. Really appreciate it. It was great. Out. Yeah. No, yes. the spoon is awesome, and, and this event looks great, and CS has got energy. I mean, it's it's awesome. All right. Listen, we, as I said, we're all grown up now. We're not roping guys in. We no. actually did a little planning, and we are thrilled to have Clayton, uh, Mr. Clayton Wood, CEO and founder of Picnic, 
Not only is this his second time on the podcast. It's very, uh, by the way, it's very unusual to get two. That is, that's an honor. It's an honor. Well, it's an honor. Well, I'm not sure he agrees with that. <laughs> oh, I thought it's an honor. It's not an honor? Let's go with honor. Do it's I an honor. Some, do I get some sportswear with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh we, got, we, got a, we got a swag bag for you. Don't swag worry. Swag bag. <laughs> but listen, um, Clayton, it is great to see you. We appreciate We know your schedule is jamming. You've got a lot going on here at CES. So what's it like to be at CES? And maybe tell us a little bit about... Um, Pun intended. What are you cooking up here at uh, at CES? Oh, I like what you did there, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks. You like that? Love it. Yeah, it's it's always great to be at CES. Um, you know, we've got a, the most advanced uh, food automation system um, out there, pre- preparing a picnic pizza automatically. Our picnic pizza station, and we're actually working with our partner Sedexo, uh, which is the food service uh, provider for the convention center. And so we're not an exhibitor, but our system is actually making pizza live. You're making pizza a, here at the pizza concession. They're at selling, the convention selling center. slices on the floor. Um, it's it's a live operation. It's I got to tell you, Jimmy, it's unbelievable seeing this machine in operation. I we are so excited that you're here, and so excited that you partnered with Sedexo and that they're uh, rolling out picnic pizza. Sedexo, huh? You gave them a shout out. I did give him a shout-out. Should no, I not I like be doing it. that? No, no, I like it. we got, we got to get them on the show the next oh, time. Oh, next time, 100%. I like it. Listen, uh, Clayton, later this afternoon, you're going to be a panelist on the Welcome to Our Food Robot Future. For our listeners who maybe not have the privilege of being here uh, at the event, can you share maybe one or two takeaways that you're kind of anticipating uh, about the panel today? One or two maybe little, 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 little giveaways you can give them, uh, you can share with our, our listeners? Sure. I think, you know, the whole food robot space is, is totally new. There's a lot of new entrants. Um, and it's not well understood. People think of it as stealing jobs, but the job, the whole labor situation and food service is so critical. It's, it's been in a crisis pre-pandemic. Now, now it's headline news that people can't even uh, keep their, their stores open full hours because they can't get staff. And so our system and systems like it uh, allow operators to operate profitably, uh, makes working conditions better. Um, and when you're when you've got a ghost kitchen or a delivery operation, you've got to produce a high volume of consistent, high quality food. Automation is the answer because you can't hire an army of workers anymore. You know, we've been talking about how the pandemic changed nothing and accelerated everything. How are guests reacting? Um, you know, to the to, to all this new food tech, and is there buzz around automation robotics? Are are guests starting to embrace? Which I, I I get the sense that they are they now see this is the future, and and your in your technology, your devices now. Absolutely. You know, in fact, you know, we when we we uh, pre-pandemic, we we saw some some hesitation. Some people were a little concerned about it. Latest research we've seen is that 90% of guests are actually embracing it. They like it. Um, they like the results. Um, they like being able to have a efficient, error-free order handling, um, consistent food results, and it's really being embraced by the public. And our there are customers who have worried about that are really seeing that it's not really a concern at all. Uh, I think the acceptance is going to be pretty widespread. I agree. I got to tell you, I love it. You know, you closed out 2020, 2021, I, I'm forgetting the years right now, <laughs> with a bang. Now, you guys launched an e-commerce site. Now, you're starting to take orders, place in line to reserve the picnic pizza station. Customers now can actually make a reservation in one or two configurations for delivery this year. How'd the launch go? How many um, people signed up? Give us some insight. Yeah, What's going we're on? Great. We're, we've seen a lot of interest. We've seen uh, strong interest from people signing up on the website. Some of them are customers we were already talking to. Some we haven't, we've never met. Can you throw some numbers at us? Um, well, if you don't want to, you don't I'm have not, to, because I'm going to throw some that. numbers we, out. We've got, we've got announcements coming up. 
Um, and we've got some really big customers that we're going to be announcing uh, in the coming weeks. I so, heard so that you pre tuned. I heard pre-orders over 100,000 units the first day. Is this true? <laughs> Breaking news, Jimmy. I just go with no comment, Clayton. It's yeah. safer. Over 100,000 orders on the place in line. In one day, I'm Jimmy. Excited. The picnic. Sorry, the picnic pizza station. The PPS. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, also, let me tell you. So your team has also grown. So not only did you did you pre-order a hundred thousand units, you've also your team has grown by eighty-three percent this year. What's everyone been working on? What's going on? Is everyone assembling these things? Is that what's going on? No, we've we've got a really robust roadmap. We've got a lot of, of big plans. Um, for variations and improvements on the system. Plus, we're starting to do things that we weren't really doing very much of before, like marketing. A lot of the interest we've had so far has been inbound, no solicitation, and you're gonna start seeing in, in uh, this year, you're gonna see a lot more uh, outbound uh, marketing materials, explanatory stuff. Um, we've got a, a lot of plans for really expanding our whole operation. You know, it's funny. We talked a little bit about uh, some folks say, oh, automation, robotics, you're, you're replacing jobs. We, we kind of coined a little something called chef techs. Every, every um, picnic machine or a flipping machine or an, an automatic drink maker, all these things are going to need people to operate them, people to take care of them. So we're saying chef tech. So it's, it's not that we're displacing. We're actually kind of creating new opportunity, new training, new skill sets going to be needed to handle all this AI and all the robotics. That it's coming. It's been coming in restaurants for a long time. It's just, as Jimmy said, it's been accelerated. So this is nothing new. Can you just talk a little bit about you know, what kind of people do you need to operate these things and then what kind of training and what, what goes into that? You know, our system is really easy to operate. In fact, our- the, Could Jimmy the, do it? Can Jimmy operate it? Abso absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so Jimmy yes. can operate that. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Jimbo, yeah. I like In it. Fact, so we, we set up yesterday, um, the crew came to operate the system. They, they've never- Never seen, seen it before. Or touched it before. 15 minutes later, they're fully productive, didn't need any help, and they smoothly went through the whole day, no problems, super simple to operate. We've We've trained all kinds of people, um, you know, journalists, right. reporters. Right, we're going to train Jimmy later. Even, even finance people. Yeah, can, I was going to say, there was, there was a backwards comment in there. It's so easy to use. Even, even finance even people, finance can, people do it. can do it. <laughs> what do you got, Jimmy? All right, I want to kick into our crystal ball moment. It wouldn't be a podcast unless we ask our guests, you know, where do they see restaurants and technology two years from now? But again, since we're at CES, I want to know, when we come back here two years from now, what do you think is going to be the hot topics? What will have changed or evolved in your opinion? I think you're going to see a lot more players, a lot more mature products um, as things evolve. You know, it's an iterative space where people have to make make tries at this. And this whole food automation thing at a restaurant scale is completely new. Lots of people trying different models. Um, and then the other thing I think you're going to see is the whole space around uh, food delivery, food fulfillment, whether it's out of ghost kitchens or grocery stores, you know, you get rapid delivery, you got fresh food going with groceries. The entire food ecosystem is being transformed and it's happening very quickly and you're gonna you're gonna see the results of that in a couple of years. Exciting times. It really no, it really is, Jimmy. I, I, I can't wait to come back and and see because it's just growing really fast. All right, we're going to branded quick fire Las Vegas edition. <laughs> Las Vegas edition of the CES branded quick fire Clayton, I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. You know, because this is the second time you've been on the show. What's your favorite thing about Vegas? Um, leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite casino game? Uh, slot machines. Which musician currently hosting a residency in Las Vegas would you rather see? Adele or Santana? I'd have to go with Santana. No one's saying Adele yet. I think, what is going on? I, I like Adele. 
You didn't ask me. Well, I didn't ask you yet. Adele. Favorite Vegas hotel? Um, you know, we had a really great dinner with some friends at the Cosmo last night. Oh, never, we got them. Never, a, never been there like, before. Cosmo but rocks nice. it out, yeah. right? Yeah, Cosmo rocks it out. If you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a little Texas Hold'em, who would you have better odds of beating, me or Jimmy? Um, you know what? I think the uh, numbers guy might have an edge there, so I'll, I'm going to go with with uh, with you, Shotzi. You beat me. A good run. Yeah. You really good are. Run today. So I lose to Blackjack. I lose Texas Hold'em. <laughs> you just try roulette the next. Yeah, time. I'm going to try and figure that out. All right. Well, listen. I know. Listen. You got to go make some pizzas. Or you got to you got to go sell some pizza things. Someone's got to go fulfill these hundred thousand orders that just came in yesterday. Someone's got to go do that. Clayton, this is really awesome having you. It's great seeing you here, and 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 have a great show. Thanks, really Clayton. appreciate your time. Thanks appreciate so much, you, man. Thanks Thank so much you. for the opportunity. Awesome. Guys. Thanks, guys. Show. Bye. Thanks. I got to tell you, seeing Clayton was awesome. Seeing the picnic make pizzas is really cool. I mean, I got to tell you, it's really cool. And I got to tell you, as, as I said, we're very organized. We're not just roping people in. We're sitting right now with another second timer, Steve Sperry, founder and CEO. And I would say top five smartest people I've ever had on the podcast, for sure. Uh, CEO and founder of Minopod. And Minnow is showing here at CES for the first time, right? That's right. For the first, very first time. And uh, look, we love we love you. We love Minnow. So, uh, how are the attendees so far reacting to seeing the pod? Oh, people love it. I mean, they haven't seen anything like this before. So for them, it's a first-time experience. It's not uh, an iteration of an existing product. It's a whole new product category. So people have a lot of questions. They want to know how it works. They want to know uh, what the applications and use cases are. So it's been a great response so far. Oh, that's awesome. And let me say, so what's the buzz on the show floor at the Exo Hall? What are, you, what, are you, what are you feeling? Oh, you know, there's we're in the middle of a revolution in the food industry especially. The entire food ecosystem is being redesigned in front of our very eyes from food production to how food is prepared, how food is consumed, how food is distributed, how food is delivered. Uh, and people sense that sort of a generational opportunity to be part of something significant. And Minnow plays a role in that. And people want to know how we fit in and how we relate to delivery platforms like DoorDash and Uber Eats, how we relate to restaurants who are doing their own delivery, how we relate to other sort of food delivery robotics like the autonomous food delivery vehicles, mm -hmm. drone delivery. It's just a really interesting space to be in right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's like, when we talk about restaurants changing, the platform changing, the footprint changing, I think we're seeing uh, commercial and residential real estate changing, and now they're thinking about, like, I look at my own building in the city, it's an old building, and the, they were not designed for all these packages coming in. They just, now they're stacking up in the lobby. So I think buildings, when, when, when people are designing buildings, now they're thinking about, I have to have a place for food, I have to have a place That's for right. packages. So, right. so now they're thinking about building minnows into their, their lobbies and things. That's right. We had a conversation uh, just about two weeks ago with an executive at a very large real estate company they manage can you mention the company for us uh sure the company is bozuto Huh? Wow, look at that. That's breaking news. You got breaking news. I got it out of them. breaking news. I just want breaking news. You <laughs> heard that here live on the podcast at CES. Breaking news. Place. Yeah. So they managed 260 or luxury class A, class A plus residential properties. And the executive I was speaking with told me that their chairman had recently commented that their lobbies are starting to look like warehouses. They have so many packages It looks like an Amazon in. warehouse. Yeah, can I say that, Jimmy, Amazon? Can I say Amazon? Can get Amazon up for a little sponsorship action? We're going to try. <laughs> try. Yeah. Amazon, you listening? You listening? We're coming at you. We're coming yeah. for you. Jeff, if you're listening. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, buildings were not designed for this to accept this many packages, this many food deliveries, and so they're rethinking the entire flow and how they're going to accommodate. Having uh, separate entrances info. for delivery people exactly. to come in. They never thought about That's that. Like where they can park, where the food goes, how the, how the tenants get to it, how much time the concierge spend dealing with this. 
it's becoming a big problem. Yeah, and I'm thinking safety too. You know, you don't think about it until now. All these delivery guys running around buildings, once they're in, they're not don't have to have to necessarily go to that office or that apartment. They go That's anywhere. Right. So there's safety issues involved here that you have people running around buildings and it's you don't know who's where. That's right. And it's been interesting. We've talked to folks who've done surveys and residents generally are okay with their delivery person coming in. <laughs> right. It's but so, they don't like their neighbors delivery. That's my food. Of course I want my delivery. I don't want Jimmy's Chinese food coming up. <laughs> you know, his driver is obviously a criminal or something like that. Yes, no, 100%. So do you see hospitality and food tech continuing to rise in the consumer technology industry? Oh, absolutely. We're at the very beginning. I mean, we are at the very beginning of this revolution. Uh, there was a, a great report that came out a few years ago called The Death of the Kitchen, which talked about how we're in a fundamental transformation of how food is produced and consumed. And they, the example they gave was like, in the old days, everyone had a room in their house where they made clothes. But then clothing manufacturing became so inexpensive that it was now cheaper to, to buy clothes than to make your own clothes. And that room, the sewing room, sort of went away. Now, most people don't even have a sewing machine. So the same logic can apply to the kitchen. If food is cheaper to, to have delivered, and it's better quality than you can make yourself, a lot of people are not going to be making their own food. I got a great line here that it's not mine, but our producer, Julie, put it in. Is food tech a minnow in an otherwise big pond here? You see what I did there, Jimmy? I see what you did there. I didn't do anything. Julie, our producer, put that in. I love it. Is food tech a minnow in an otherwise big pond? Well, let me tell you something about minnows. So minnows are one of the largest species of fish on the planet, and they can grow up to nine feet long. So don't think of a minnow as being small. I didn't minnows know that. can get really I'm big. I'm never swimming in a lake again. <laughs> I'm never going to a lake Be again. Very careful. I thought the minnow was tiny. The nipple on my toe. Now you tell me nine foot minnows? Nine Jimmy, foot that's minnows. it. I'm so, done. So minnow's a big fish? Minnie is a big fish. In a big freaking pond. In a yes, big pond. In a big pond. That's right. We're going to be a big fish. I love it. Listen, uh, the last time you were a guest on the podcast, June 8th, 2021. What a memory this guy has. Um, Jimmy rem remembers every, every guest on the date they were here. Minnow was moving a mile a minute. And I gotta tell you, it's it's been so impressive to see the growth. So what's new? What's 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 on the docket right now for Minnow? Well, the, the boy, wait a minute. I know we're getting a we're getting a Minnow pod in our lobby of our building, yes. Jimmy. I know yes. that's new. I know that's, that's new. new. That's, that's number new. one. What's number two? So number two, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease you guys because I I can't give specifics, but we are about to launch a pilot with one of the the top three delivery companies. Can you tell us who it is? So, <laughs> I can't tell you who it is. I tried, but Jimmy. I can tell you it's, it's big news for Minnow because if the pilot is successful, and we have every reason to believe it will, we will be able to scale the solution across the country. Watch this, Jimmy. DoorDash. That's uber exciting. Uber exciting. <laughs> oh, uber exciting. Um, I'm going to go grub me some food. I'm going to grub some food. <laughs> Postmates the show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, man. All right. Um, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't do our crystal ball moment. So we love to ask our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. We're here at CES, so we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep keep with this theme. When we come back to this show two years from now, what, is, what do you think the hot topic is gonna be, and maybe what's changed or evolved? Um, in two years. Yeah. I, I think in two years, we're going to see a lot more emphasis on uh, self-delivery, restaurants being able to manage their own delivery fleets. Maybe they'll have third-party platforms that help them do that. But the current delivery model is not sustainable for a lot of restaurants. So we're going to see some significant uh, evolution in that space. 
I, I, I got to yeah. tell you, I agree. So I, so I think we can stop with Steve right now because there's nothing left to talk about. Are you crazy? Oh, the branded uh, quickfire <laughs> Las Vegas edition. The Las Vegas CES edition. Steve Sperry, you've been on before. You know how it goes. We're going to ask you five lightning round oh. questions. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? No. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. All right. Well, ready or not, here it comes. What's your favorite thing about Vegas? You guys. Well, thank you. Nice. I appreciate that. I like it is draw. good. I like that. Yes, we're like the uh, the Rat Pack here in Vegas now, Jimmy. You're the Branded Brothers. The Branded the Rat branded Pack. Bro the Branded Brothers. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Favorite casino game? Uh, blackjack. Single deck. Which? <laughs> we had a whole discussion about single deck blackjack. There is single deck blackjack here in Vegas, just for every all our listeners. It, it, is, it is available. Which musician currently hosting residency in Las Vegas would you rather see, Adele or Santana? Oh, Adele for sure. There we oh, go. There I we told go. you, got to be some Adele lovers Come out on. there. Favorite Vegas hotel? Uh, Bellagio. Bellagio is still. It is still classy. <laughs> it is still classy, though. If you were, if you were to. Uh, Sit, if you were to stand at a table of craps, we're going to play craps, right? And it's either you're going to pick Jimmy to play craps with or Shatsy to play craps with, right? Who would, you, who would you rather play craps with because you feel that that person will win more money for you? Who is it? Oh, my gosh. That's, that, that's a really tough choice. I, uh, can I have half of each of you? No, you got to pick no. one. All right. I'm going to go with Jimmy. So you're going to pick Jimmy to play craps with over Shatsy. Is that a mistake? And by the way, no, it's not a mistake. By the way, I would have shared it. I would have accepted the half and half. You went for the jugular. Yes, because I chose. figured he was going to choose me. I'm more fun. Choosing between your it's two children. It's throwing dice for crying out loud. I can do that. You can do this. You're smart. Well, you're smart. Listen, Steve, you got a lot going on. We got to get over. You got to get over to your booth because there's people lining up to see what's going on over at Minnow. It's super exciting. Thanks for stopping by. Really appreciate it. And this is super exciting. Appreciate you, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks again, thanks. buddy. Jimmy, I got to tell you, another Steve Sperry, second timer, great guest, and he's having a great show. People are loving Minnow. As I said, we're very organized. We are very fortunate to stick with automation and robotics theme because that's big in, in, in food tech right now. Ritikar Vijay. The founder and CEO of Autonomy is and a with us. First timer on the podcast. First time. You never forget, you never your, first forget time. your first time. <laughs> so we are very excited to have you on the podcast. We love Autonomy. We love what's going on. First, can you just introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about Autonomy because you're a first time guest? Yeah, hi. So uh, I'm Ritukar. I'm the founder and CEO of Autonomy. Uh, what we have been doing is we provide contactless deliveries using autonomous robots. And we are the world's first to do autonomous deliveries at airports. And uh, now we are automating curbside for restaurants and retailers as well. So you kicked off CES by presenting a power session at the media day. Can you share with our listeners a couple of high level takeaways from that first uh, session? So, you know, a couple of announcements which we did uh, were around- Jimmy, wait for it, wait for it, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, we had a partnership with Presto which is a leading technology provider for restaurants. Yes. And now we are automating- Presto is in what? Presto is in where? They're like, uh, is it Chili's or McDonald's? Who uses Presto? A couple big guys use Presto. Yeah, Applebee's, McDonald's. Applebee's, yeah, McDonald's. They're, yeah, they're big. Presto is big, Jimmy. I think they're a publicly traded company now. Yes. Is that breaking right. news? No, everyone, no I think people Everyone know. knows that one? Okay, that. okay. I, I apologize. <laughs> just wanted to make sure everyone knew who, how big Presto is, because yeah. they're big. So, uh, you know, Presto's uh, CEO was the former founder of Lyft. So that's that's the guy who. Formed, Is that breaking uh, news? 
I or that's just, really or that's bad. just fact. I think that's on Wikipedia. That's, that's on Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, not breaking news. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we, we, are, we are doing a partnership with Presto, and uh, we are uh, you know going uh, ahead and automating the restaurant uh, restaurant curbsides. So that's like redefining the drive-through experience altogether. Yeah. I was going to say, like, which restaurants? Did you, can you tell us which restaurants are launching we with Presto? We have to wait for those restaurants. But can we yes. make? Can we name a few? And by the smile or not smile on your face, you'll let us know. I'm, Applebee's. I'm tight-lipped right now. <laughs> He's tight-lipped. <laughs> He's tight-lipped. Sink what's, ships. <laughs> what's the buzz on the floor and the expo hall? What's the buzz you're feeling? I mean, this is the first time food tech is really being uh, here. So, what's the buzz? What are you feeling? So one of the most important things which everybody is realizing that labor shortages are, you know, redefining how the food tech is, you know, happening right now. So we want kitchens with a single person. Uh, the complete restaurant can be handled by a single person. And uh, there are automated kitchens, there are automated deliveries and whatnot. So this is an exciting time for food tech. So let me ask you this. I mean, I've seen, I've seen these robots. I've seen the autonomy robot. Fortunate we were hanging out at FS Tech, yeah. right? Um, how are the, cra the crowds here? Because you have a lot of uh, non-kind uh, of um, industry people here. There's a lot, like there's a lot of just regular folks walking around seeing what's doing here. How are the crowds reacting to the delivery robots? And 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 are they deliver? Are you guys delivering anything at the show? So we are not delivering anything at the show, but can uh, we just say you're delivering something at the show for our listeners, just so it sounds cool? Yeah, <laughs> I understand that Autonomy's delivered 100,000 pizzas yesterday at the show. Jimmy, that's breaking news. <laughs> if it was true. <laughs> oh, okay, that's uh, not true. That's not true. How the crowd's reacting to that? So the crowd is uh, the reaction has been fantastic. I think, uh, despite of the fact that very big names canceled on CES this year. But still, this is all. You know business. what? You know what? Yeah. Good riddance to them. We don't need those names. And what was that? Yeah. Google, Facebook. Who knows those yeah, companies like anyway? Be, like they'll become something. Yeah, yeah. like anyone's ever go see that company. Yes. Come on, <laughs> the, the cool companies are here. Food checks yeah. in the house. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, people love it. Am I right? They yeah. see it. They smile. They yeah. see it. They smile. Uh, people love it. People uh, uh, love the fact that uh, we have a big screen right in the front of the robot. So you know, we can actually have a lot of information material uh, rolling on the robot while it is navigating different public places. Listen, uh, no one loves an acronym more than me. So I want to talk about RAS. That's right, I said it, RAS. Robotics as a service. Um, is the future of robotics for restaurants, um, is, this, is this something, is it going to be a small part um, of, of, the, uh, of, of kind of the, uh, the restaurant? Is it going to be a big part? What's the adoption you think of robotics and RAS? So one of the most important things is that technology is changing. So if we think from the customer side, every two to three years the technology is changing. So we are providing a service for automating the deliveries. No matter whether the technology today is uh, autonomous robots, tomorrow it can be drones or something else. So we provide a service to automate deliveries and that's it. We provide complete updates to our customers and that's how they are happy. Had it been a scenario if they bought it, now they had to live with it. So, so are you kind of saying that autonomy and your technology and what you're doing, it doesn't just have to be the the the, the four the four wheeled thing that I saw. You can it could be drone, it could be many different forms of delivery and robotics. Is that exactly? So our tech stack works on uh, you know indoors, outdoors, and we are pretty much ready for uh, roads as well. We are just waiting for the right regulations to come in so that we can scale nationally. Yeah, I That's hate regulations. I hate regulations. They ruin everything, Jimmy. <laughs> regulations, you know. All right, I want to kick into our crystal ball moment. It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't have it. We love asking our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. So since we're at CES, when we return to this show in two years, what do you think is going to be the hot topics? What will have changed or evolved? 
Yeah, that's that's a very interesting question. So two years from now, I mean, Jimmy always asks really interesting questions. He's an interesting person. <laughs> yeah. So two years from now, we won't be discussing that uh, robots are there, or you know, we must be talking about how to have a single platform which kind of control all the type of robots in the you know in the food industry, be it kitchen, be it delivery, be it you know in in uh, you know restaurant serving. So softwares which control all different type of robots is what. We're going to talk the about integration of integration. the robots. Integration, yeah. Yes. So robots are just going to be part of our life. Just They're just going to be here. No one's going to be like, whoa, did you see that was a robot? It's going to be like, oh, yeah, robot. I, I'm, I'm having flashbacks of Terminator series. I'm, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm excited. Maybe a little nervous. But a excited. little nervous, but, but I got to tell you, I think it, it's an exciting time. It's real. Listen. We need it. We need automation. We need disruption in the industry. It's been, uh, it, it's, it's, it's great. We're super excited. All right, we're going to the branded quick fire. It's your first time on the show. I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. You answer, first thing comes to your mind. Okay, right. don't be nervous. Branded quick fire Las Vegas edition. Here we go. What's your favorite thing about Vegas? So what, stay, what happens in Vegas goes out on the podcast. Uh, no, I like that. <laughs> Favorite casino game? So, Blackjack. I keep it simple. That is, that's a good one. Okay. Which musician currently hosting residency in Las Vegas would you rather see? Adele or Santana? Santana. Nice. Oh, look, look. We got, a little Sant we got a Santana. We got Adele. We got a David Lee Roth. Wasn't even an option. Yeah, we got a David Lee Roth. Made his own rules. Favorite Vegas hotel? Uh, yeah, the Venetian. Venetian is nice. nice. We I was there yesterday. It was beautiful. It's no yes. Cosmo. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's no Cosmo. Nice shout out. They're doing a yeah. nice job with the, with the Expo. All right. If you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a best of three at the roulette wheel, who do you have better odds of beating? Uh, I think Jimmy. There you go. You I, have uh, better odds of beating Jimmy. Look yeah, at that. I appreciate that you changed, the, uh, changed it to roulette to intentionally basically make it the most random thing possible. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll take the beating like, there. You know what, I'd rather just be with Shats. He's more fun. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, this was awesome having you uh, on the podcast. It's the first time, and I and I, hopefully you'll come back again. Uh, we love autonomy. We love what you're doing. I, I think it's disruptive. It's cool. And and people really love it. And it's, uh, it's something we really need. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun and so happy that we got to know one another and uh, and I'm very excited to see what Autonomy and your team are going to be doing next. Uh, to our listeners, listen, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode. We know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and we appreciate and value that you choose to hang out with us. Jimmy, if, there's a couple special offers I'd like to mention that offers? all of our guests. Yeah. Oh, great. Our guests have been kind enough to give us some special offers. Chassie, be careful. Uh, these yeah. are these are some items that are pretty, yeah. uh, uh, pretty important. Yeah, well, Autonomy has agreed to give... 100 robots away, 100 robots we given away today to the first 100 callers or emails, you get a robot. Also, Minnow, 100 Minnow Pods being given away today, the first 100 e people email us at uh, podcast at brandstrategic.com. You get a Minnow, you get an autonomy, and Clayton from Picnic, let's give you the whole Pete, the whole Picnic machine. 100 of them? 100 yeah. of them. Your personal We're credit. giving away, we're giving away <laughs> robots, we're giving away pods, we're giving away Picnic pizza machines. Jimmy, we're your, crazy. Your personal credit card can't handle that. We are can't crazy, so balance. thank you to all our guests for giving yes. us all that stuff, and that's awesome. Jimmy, back to you. What I can offer is that if you want to get in touch with Mike, Clay, uh, Clayton, Stephen, Aritikar, directly, you can email the podcast team at podcast at Brandon Strategic, and we are happy to make that introduction. Um, so we're not giving away those robots. Um, I, I think uh, if you call uh, uh, 
888-555-5555. You'll get a robot? You'll get a robot. <laughs> okay. All right. And to our listeners again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Um, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of the exciting guests we'll have coming up. And better yet, invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off and passing it back to my boy, Shatsy. It's uh, Shatsy, a.k.a. Restaurant Guy, over at CES Las Vegas Edition with Rick Arf, CEO and founder of Autonomy Robotics. We love it. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, man. Thank you. It's a lovely, a lovely <laughs> podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Bye. Cheers.